Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McInniff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition, another, I keep saying edition, another episode of it's an addition. It's growing. Yeah, it is an addition. It yeah. continues to grow. Either one's good. You miss positive. Uh, <laughs> today. Today. For now. For the moment. For now. Sun's shining. It's above zero. So uh, we are, we are, I, I've lost track now. We are the Caregiver's Toolbox, Tools for Everyday Caregiving. And we give you information and education on senior care topics. Um, you should know it by now. My name is Ryan McInniff. I'm the owner of Men and Women Home Care. Janet is the director of client care. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, be a guest, email me, ryan at mwhomecare.com, mwhomecare.com. Reach out to me or follow me on Twitter. I tweet about things, specifically senior care-related things, and then Boston sports things. Uh, get Big Red, at Get Big Red, because um, I'm tall and I used to have red hair. And then if you want to just check out our website, whether it's our services, whether it's our blog, whether it's our information up there, uh, mwhomecare.com. And also we have videos that are going up on uh, YouTube weekly, so you can check things out there. Um, But we'd love to have more guests. We have a guest coming up, so that's exciting, and uh, we'll go from there. But Janet, what are we talking about today? We're talking about that magic land between going to the hospital, uh, uh, a little bit of a visit at a rehab before you get back home. And it's a very confusing little um, maze that people often go through. The place everybody wants to go to. Yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people are confused over how things are Well, we haven't even said what we're talking about yet. The maze of going from the hospital to back home via rehab. All right. Did you say that? I thought I did. All right, maybe But maybe I I didn't. Maybe I missed it. We're talking it's about been rehabs. a weird We're day. We're talking about rehabs, folks. My brain's a little froze. Okay. Um, the main reason that um, I wanted to bring up these points, this is one of my, um, I guess we call them my food for thought chapters, the idea of just some things to think about and, and know about. Um, the way hospitals work today, you know, number one, we all know the average older person or even younger person is afraid of going to the hospital. And with the elderly there, especially so, because they're afraid that they're never coming back. So you get them to the hospital and maybe they have something that it's a UTI, urinary tract infection, it's a fall, it's a bruise, they bang their head, something like that. Um, So they go to the hospital. Now, people think that someone goes to the hospital, they stay overnight, they've been admitted, and they're going to do whatever and then send them home. But the way the, the healthcare system works these days is when you go into the emergency room, you may very well be there under observation. That means you're in the hospital, you're being looked at, but you're not admitted. And the reason behind all this, the intent was so that if people were admitted to the hospital and if they were sent home too soon, that the, um, the hospitals would actually be held accountable for sending someone home too soon. So what has unfolded through all of this is they are um, cautious in terms of admitting you. So sometimes you can be even more than one day under observation. So my number one suggestion to everyone is if you've got someone in the hospital and they're there overnight, you want to know, are they there under observation or have they in fact been admitted? 
And once the person's acute need to be in the hospital has been met, and this is generally, you know, under your Medicare benefits, um, the insurance will say, you don't need to be in acute hospital. You, you're not ready to go home, but you don't need to be in the most expensive healthcare system. So if you've been there three nights is the, the standard guideline, you could be eligible then to go to rehab. And rehab doesn't mean you're going to boot camp. A lot of times they are um, skilled nursing facilities that are almost like step-down units. They're letting you get a little stronger, get a little better. You're not quite ready to go home yet. But if you haven't been in the hospital long enough to meet that standard, or you went there just under observation, and then they send you to rehab, you, you just need to be asking these questions because it does affect what's covered. Absolutely. Um, and there have been situations that people have gone to a hospital under observation, and then their insurance does not cover that hospital stay because they were not admitted, and they're sitting there with a massive bill. Yeah. And this is the hospital. You know, the, they, they went to the hospital, didn't ask if they're being admitted or not, and then they have a bill from the hospital because their insurance won't help them or cover them because they were never admitted into the hospital. Right. Or they say, okay, yeah, we're sending them to rehab. And you're like, okay, well, that's good. That means they're getting better. But the the reality of a lot of that is it can be an elderly couple. The husband's the one signing all the papers, and he's just signing where they say to sign. He doesn't know that he's signing to say, Okay, if Medicare doesn't pay for it, I'd love to pay that big fat bill. Yeah. So you want to just be a little bit prepared for that. When someone is in rehab, just like when you're starting with home care, you you want somebody to be the team captain. And it's it's usually a son or daughter. A lot of times it's one is handling the medical, one's handling the finance. You want to know what the plan is. What are they going to do? What can you expect when they come home? And it's very often the case that they were getting along, mom and dad, kind of okay before mom had her fall. Yeah. Well, when mom comes home now, can she cook? Can she do the laundry? Can she do these other things? Um, what has changed? If there's been a significant change, somebody had a, a stroke, a heart attack, something like that, what are they able to do and what do you need in the home? And also, can the husband support her and support both of them now that she can't do the things that he's used to her doing. Exactly. And it, it may be that slowly but surely they can sort of do things, but the wife is now a little bit unsteady. Well, the husband doesn't want to be the one giving her a shower, you yep. know, or, you know, reasons like that, private situations. Um, and you need to figure out how how are we going to handle that, mm -hmm. okay? And uh, sometimes these things are short-term. Sometimes they, they take more time, um, and that's often when we're getting the calls. Um, generally, if someone's had an injury or something that covers under um, their Medicare benefit, a visiting nurse will be assigned to come out and, you know, get them settled back in home. And that could be a nurse. It could be a physical therapist, an occupational therapist. Sometimes they're home health aides, but those are generally someone that's there solely for the purpose of a bath. And they're there long enough to give a bath, and they're gone. So when someone says they're providing aids, you need to know what that is. And it may be sufficient. It may be all you, you need. But if you need more than that, you have to kind of have a plan 
on how that's going to work. Now, a lot of the um, visiting nurse uh, organizations, they're really on the ball with this and say, you're, you're going to need a hospital bed or, or you're going to need some bars or you're going to need whatever. And they have the resources to do that. They also often have social workers that can help you with things. Um, if someone comes home and they're in a situation or it's a hospice situation, those folks come out and under, again, that benefit, they provide certain services, but a lot of times the personal care services are very limited. So you need to know what, what do they need. And to go to a planning meeting, which they generally have before they, they spring mom or dad, you want to be at that meeting. You want to think of every question you might think is stupid and write it down because you're the customer. And if you don't like the sound of things, you need to speak up. If you need an extra day to have something delivered to the house to keep mom or dad safe, you need to speak up. And you also have the right to request who the home health agency is that comes out or whatever. That's, you don't, they don't necessarily have to just choose. You have a legal right to pick them. Sure. So you can, if you know ahead of time, you'll want to do some shopping around, that's good. But generally speaking, this whole wave is an emotional roller coaster and people are like, where do I look? What do I do? Yeah. So it's just the idea of that, that planning ahead. And there are resources out there. And oftentimes we've worked with clients and it's worked out extremely well where nobody was 100% sure on what mom and dad were going to be like when they first got home. So we may go out um, just for a week and it may be, it's often called front loading. There's maybe even a few more hours than we're sure and then we taper back. Better that than to not have things yeah. in place and then mom has a fall. Absolutely. And we've talked about this a bunch of times before. But it's always good to reiterate is that it's better to have for that first week to have a few more hours than you need or a lot more hours than you need and then realize you don't need them and and uh, and and taper off or or cancel a lot of hours altogether than regret wishing that you had gotten more hours because mom fell in the middle of the night or whenever it might be. You know, going from a hospital to a rehab to home is a uh, it's a difficult journey. Usually, not all the time, but a, there's a lot of stress involved. Um, there's a lot of concern that, that, you know, most people know, I believe most people have an inkling that, you know, the older you are, they, the older that you are, are, and you enter a hospital, the, the more likely it is, you know, you might not ever recover from whatever you went into the hospital for. That could be the beginning of the end. So people, family members are obviously very worried about, um, you know, and I think in a lot of people's heads, the thought is get them home and we've crossed the finish line. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you know. Or it, get them home and then we'll go from there. Yeah. I guess my, my thinking on it was more or less like once they get home, we know that they're going to be okay. And that's not always the case. You know, yeah. we've had plenty of situations where people rush home too quickly and they end up back in the hospital or the rehab. You know, and, and the senior, we've seen it time and time again, they want to get the hell out of that rehab center. They don't, whether it's they don't like the food, it's not comfortable. They have a roommate, so there's no privacy. Mm -hmm. They Or they just are worried that they're going to be there forever and it's not just a two-week or a four-week extent um people get very concerned and i feel like that getting them home is the finish line yep. when it's a kind of a false summit you know like you think you're at the top of the mountain and then you really get over the ridge and you realize 
you still got another couple thousand feet to go. Yep. And so, you know, that's that's something to think about. Like, hey, you know, there's still a lot of recuperating. And, you know, usually when people come or services, you know, it's at least a couple of weeks before they get back on their feet, literally and mm-hmm. figuratively. Sometimes it's a couple months. So, you know, it takes some time. And and oftentimes, if someone's been in a rehab for any length of time, it's the week or two weeks after they get home that we see a decline. And that's because while they were in rehab, someone made sure they had the three meals and they had the fluids and they had yep. everything else. And once they're to themselves, you know, that's not necessarily happening. And the other um, key ingredient that I think everyone needs to watch for, because as hard as all these facilities try, mistakes happen medications because the medications you went in with and the medications they gave you while you're there aren't necessarily the same ones in your pillbox at home and there isn't a a, um, a visiting nurse or hospice nurse out there that won't tell you that meds can be a nightmare so you want to get your hands on those med lists and have somebody that knows what they're doing say is this right yeah and are, are these the, the meds that mom's currently taking are they going to react badly with the meds that are now been subscribed prescribed to her um, now that she's leaving the rehab and heading home. Yeah, and it makes her a little drowsy or a little off balance. Well, in the hospital rehab, she didn't get out of bed. There was no risk. Now she's at home. There you so go. So you need to know those things. Excellent. Well, that's those are all outstanding points. And food for thought. Food for thought with Janet. <laughs> <laughs> that could be not only a podcast, a video series and a cooking show. There you go. There we go. We're go, we're going to we're going to multi-channel right here for Janet. Anyways, Janet, thank you so much. That is a great topic to talk about, especially as there are slip and falls out there with mm-hmm. the winter months and people are going into the hospital, then the rehab and then going home and it's good to make sure that people are safe. So, outstanding job and thoughts on that. And thank you all to our listeners for uh, tuning in and we will catch you on the next one. Have a good one. 